Hey guys, it's uh, Andy here in another episode of the Mountain Malarkey Podcast with Dave. Hello everybody. Yeah, if you joined us, um, do say hello. Uh, do put a little comment in the box so we uh, know who's on the live. Maybe give us a thumbs up. Give us a big 10. Give us a hello, um, just so we know who's who's on the live. We can see some regulars already. Shona, Laura, Dave, Andrew Spencer, Addy Holland, who was commented with Chris Bretherton. Is that see, there's two people on the live there, maybe? I don't could know. Be, could be AD. Could be, oh, sorry, AD. Yeah, we've been on the live before. We're not very good at pronouncing names, right? Yeah, and it's a pint for everyone we get wrong. Um, but you've got to catch us at the bar for that. Wow, they're, they're flooding in now. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello. There's too many names for me to read out, so I'm just going to go Sebastian, Gary, Jim, Stuart, James, Ross, Scott. Yeah. Paul. Uh, yeah, Rachel. Uh, Rachel. Remember Rachel? All the way from Hawaii, I think, right? Um, yeah, we got James. Brilliant. We got we got heaps of people. Uh, they're back to front. This is going to confuse me. Oh, really? Okay. Well, uh, hopefully. Uh, you can see us and, and just just put a comment guys if you can hear us um if you can see us that we're all good that we're coming through loud and clear just before we go into the the main live if you can just put a comment just to make sure that we can yeah. hear us that would be would be awesome Amy um, holland has come by and said that there's a point so it's all about <laughs> so there we are nice right off the right off the bat brilliant brilliant well look dave um i know it was a weird week last week because we weren't on a Tuesday tune-in for the first time in 82 Tuesdays. I mean, mate, what? it felt yeah. weird, right? Yeah, I'll be honest with you. Um, I just took some time off, man, and you took some time off. And it's got to happen once, you know, one Tuesday off in 82 is, um, yeah. that's fair, right? That's fair, guys. We can all agree <laughs> on that. But um, yeah, I'll be honest. No, it, it was weird. It was 12 o'clock um, on a, or half 12 on a Tuesday. And all yeah. of a sudden, I was like, ah! okay, no, no, it's fine. There was a <laughs> disturbance in the force, Dave. That's where it was. Because, yeah, uh, exactly. It felt weird for me as well. I think because um, I, I, it was my birthday last Tuesday, so we went for some breakfast with, with Jen um, and also went for a, a massage, which kind of didn't happen. But anyway, and it, but it got to that time, and I was like, wow, this is weird, man, half 12. I mean, it felt so strange not to be with our Evertrackers. But, hey, we're back this week. Yeah, um, yeah and it's good, a good one as well because, um, you know, everything – which is um, with everything going on uh, and everything happening in the world, um, and we do have customers over in Nepal at the moment, which I is know. amazing. Well, actually, that which means is strange. This is a first. You know, we like to do our yeah. firsts. You know, and uh, this is a first live that we've ever done whilst we have customers out there in Nepal because that we started crazy. this. We started it in March 2020, and um, mm. I think you might recall something. Um, something happened in March 2020. Um, yeah, there was some something happened anyway. Um, well, yeah, we couldn't send anyone that season, so we thought we'll do this instead. And then we've carried on doing this, and we've come full circle. And um, yeah, that is crazy that we're actually closer to 2022 now than we are that first live. It's crazy, mate. It's really crazy. But look, you know, yeah. um, really appreciate everyone kind of um, you know sticking with us over the last 20 months. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> so I, I just saw a comment from Joel. I was shocked just staring at staring at a white wall for an hour was hard. <laughs> Brilliant, uh, nice one, Joel. Joel's all. I love Joel. He always brings a bit of comedy to the live. I love him, mate. Well done, well done. Yeah, um, yeah. Paul uh, Walker, who's just joined us as well, uh, makes a good point. Have I won yet? Um, yeah, because today obviously we're talking about the Paul. 
Um, and the reason we're talking about Nepal is that we've had a, a lovely competition, which has been amazing. Like, yeah, the um, you know, loads of buzz around the competition, loads of energy. Obviously, we know things are opening back up, so we can see why you know people have been a bit more um, obviously involved. Um, you know, we we've ran competitions over the years, and this one we wanted to you know promote Nepal in a way because uh, you know Evertrek started uh, you know running trips to Everest Base Camp. That was our um, kind of Big Mac, if you like. That's that's how we started. That's what we we did. That's where the name come from. And uh, obviously, over time, then we we've kind of branched out for our Evertrekkers who wanted to go elsewhere. But Nepal is is where it all started. It's where our roots are you know it's and, and we want to get people back to the pool obviously people are there at the moment not many uh, you know we, we've probably got uh, less than a dozen people out there you know which is a sign of the times but we know next year is going to be absolutely super busy and it is for yeah. us like next season is like four or five hundred people going out to, in the pool so yeah it's uh, which is uh, in the spring so it's going to be a busy one but we want to get people back out there and um, supporting the the country we love and the people we love and that's yeah. why we run these competitions because, um, you know, we hope that it gives people a chance, um, or two people a chance actually, uh, to get out there and, and have an awesome time. And obviously, I know if you've been around us um, for any length of time, um, you know, we do like to share some runner-up prizes, things like that. So if you don't win, there is something out there for you um, yeah. that we will certainly share. But right, Dave, let's chat about the pool then because obviously we'll we'll come back. Um, we're going to chat about the pool. We had heaps of questions come through, so we'll answer those. Yeah, I feel like it's only right to answer those. We'll chat a little bit about the trip and then we'll do the, the winner announcement as well as tackle the questions. Should we do that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For anyone that's new to this, um, <coughs> you've got to, uh, we do the Tuesday tune in and you've got to wait for the announcement. Unfortunately, <laughs> we have to wait for two weeks whilst we gather the entries, you know, so you guys can wait a little bit, but, um, yeah, no, you're right. Nepal, it's amazing. You say we've got about 12 people out there to be honest. And that means we've increased our customers 12 fold from last, this time last year so uh i personally like i'll personally take that but yeah nepal is um it's always held a little like a special place in our heart i think yeah. because it, it certainly changed my life around completely you know um, yeah. you know probably an extreme change but you know when i first ever went to everest base camp i was working for i was a a financial contractor working for a payday loan company dealing with their complaints wow that's where i was <laughs> you know how time has changed dave exactly and then <laughs> i went out to nepal um i loved trekking to everest base camp but even more than that i think the the country really got in my under my skin and in my soul and when i came back i realized that i couldn't just have that it couldn't be one and done you yeah. know i had i had to yeah. make it part of my life so yeah i um yeah i think within six months i quit my job and now several years later i'm doing a live talking about it so, you know <laughs> times and, have changed dave i know and for all, all the kind of um evertrekker newbies or people who've been part of the community maybe for not as long as others dave was actually uh evertrek's first ever customer when you did yeah. customer Back zero yeah customer zero yeah the one and now now you know huge part of the company uh you know obviously head of ops and amongst other things and um and it's quite things, interesting yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you've, you've done so much so it's no funny. yeah no I, but it, I, it did change my life i mean the story is yeah. one that i'll never get bored and never get tired of saying because you know i might tell it to 100 people and 100 people might ignore it but then 101 you know the, they might actually do something similar to what I've done and because there was nothing yeah. remarkable about what I did you know I, I wanted to go to Everest base camp I always had a dream to summit Everest and be an adventurer but I wasn't I was a fat banker um I did say banker and um and then <laughs> one day that one, <laughs> yeah and then one day um you know a guy that I used to work with 
um, just posted on Facebook that he was at Everest Base Camp, but that person happened to be you. Yeah. And um, we've still got it on one of our emails. We've actually went back in time and we found the message. It wasn't even, a, I left it on his wall. Yeah. And I just said, uh, awesome, mate, well done. Uh, when you come back, let's have a chat. I'd love to go. And we met in a um, in a cafe in Cardiff and the first ever Evertrek kit list was born on the back of a receipt that we've still got framed in the office. Is there, um, is there. Yeah, and I just, on a whim, I decided, like, my friend did it. He wants to start this company because he had such a passionate reaction from going to Nepal. I didn't realize at that time what I was getting into. I go to Nepal just because I want to trek to Everest Base Camp, and I come back and I just feel like, yeah, I know what he meant. I have to yeah. be a part of this, <laughs> you know? And then, uh, yeah, it, it completely turned my life around. It was, um, it, and the people I know, the places I've been, the things I've seen, you know, is um, I think about it all the time. There's probably not a day that goes by that I don't actually think about how that changed my mm. psychology and my body and my health and my mindset. It's been difficult not going there these last couple of years, but it's um, that that time is at an end, and that's what makes today's announcement so so exciting. I think. Exactly, inspiring me. I think Jan, who I'm going to bring up there, says inspiring Dave, and I I, I totally agree. Very inspiring. And um, thanks, you know, Jan. I think as Jack would put it, which I'm just going to bring out, what a dream. Uh, I can't actually see the full question, which is a bit weird, but um, I'll read it out anyway. What a dream getting to explore these places would be. 100%, Jack, 100%. It's like, you know, the end of the day when, when travel's opening now, isn't it? And I know obviously not everywhere, but most places, um, which is awesome. And, you know, um, hopefully uh, it kind of stays that way, right? Um, because we want to get back to, you know, people who, who are into travel and travel means a lot to them. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and we want to travel responsibly. We, we obviously promote that. Um, but, you know, people that want to get to these awesome places like Everest Base Camp, like uh, Kilimanjaro, um, you know, we want to make that happen for you. Now Now things are, are open. Um, but right, yeah, Dave, I, I know we've, okay, we set the scene now. Let, let's talk about Nepal then. So Ever, an Everest Base Camp, shall we? Um, yeah. I mean, with Everest, the, the, the kind of package that we uh, kind of, uh, with, with the competition, um, you know, it's it's 15 days, but you, you're only trekking for, for 11 slash 12 of them because you kind of fly back to Kathmandu but Dave um out of that trip what would be the the kind of I don't know the, the kind of personal highlights for you if you were you know telling people now I haven't been out there before what okay, would be so, like the top three kind of moments for you on that trip so I'm gonna not choose get into Everest Base Camp right? <laughs> okay that, that's that's obvious um because that's all anyone would ever say. But however, there are a few moments on the way that kind of make it. Like, it's all about the journey is what we always say, and it is. And there's a couple yeah. of moments that I go back to, and usually I remember them for my first ever trip, because that's when it was like, it blew my hair back. Yeah. Um, probably, I think, when uh, we get to Dingboche, which is pretty close to Everest Base Camp, pretty high in altitude, yeah. um, and you do an acclimatization <laughs> hike up this neighboring peak, um, and you can get to the top and it offers an amazing view. But actually, before I even got to the top, I was just hiking up and had a little time on my own. The group spread out and uh, I just sat down and I turned around and I was like, oh, my God, like Amadablam was just right there. The sky was like glass. Yeah. You know, I, it was just one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. Um, because I hadn't turned around for about an hour, you know, I was like, <laughs> I was like nose to the nose to the grindstone, like just plodding up this hill, and I finally just sat there, turned around. I had a little bit, half an hour on my own, just waiting for the rest of the group to come up, and I just sat there, just me and Amada Blam, having a conversation through our thoughts, you know, and it was, um, 
it was amazing yeah it, it was it was crazy i very rarely get all kind of like um you know misty-eyed about my trips and stuff but it's yeah. nice to do these lives and actually remember what impact it had and yeah there's a picture of me i might post it um on my instagram or on the facebook page or something because you can see it and i've just got my legs crossed above the clouds me and amma de blam no one else around me and there's lots of little moments like that along the trip but that one is the one that i always remember you know always in the back of my head he's on here and he's like amma de blam is the best man in the world 100 percent yeah 100 percent. yeah what i love about it we kind of circle around it on the trail and you get yeah. to see its different faces you know so yeah, it, it, yeah. but amada blam's like your your travel companion for most of the way to ebc but and so i'm gonna throw it back at you mm. an ebc many times surely it's getting boring now right no no, no <laughs> and no, what no. was your what really was, missed it. oh mate, i would go back tomorrow but what's your um what's the highlight yeah. then what's the uh what was the okay. you can only pick one memory to have What's it going to be? Ooh, it's tough. That is tough, mate. That is tough. I, I'd usually go with three. But I, yeah, OK, I'll give you one. Um, I think, you know, I, I, I still think the first time I saw Everest, which, you know, I'd read about in books, you know, I'd seen on TV, you know, I before going, you know, you, you're reading your Lonely Planet guide or, you know, you, you just see it from afar, really, on posters and stuff. Um, that's not Everest in the background, by the way. That's uh, that's Lotsy. Um, yeah. Lotsy just behind me which is next to Everest, actually, the fourth highest mountain in the world. Um, but, yeah, I think the first time I saw Everest, so on day two of the actual trek, so got a couple of days in Kathmandu, then you go to Lukla, so you land in Lukla, and then you hike to a little village called Bakding, uh, only for a few hours, and then the next day is a big day. First time, really, you get to feel the altitude because you're going above 3,000 metres. And just as you cross Sir Edmund Hillary Bridge, which is about over 100 metres high, amazing bridge, you might have seen some, some pictures of it, and then maybe about probably about half hour later, because it's a bit of a slog getting up to Namche. Namche is where we spend a couple of days to acclimatize. And I think on the way up there, you've got a little stop, which you're happy to stop, by the way, because, you know, slow and steady um, on, on these uh, on these trips. And then through a gap in the trees, you've got Everest. And that was my first time I could see Everest. Um, and it's weird. Yeah. And, and Dave, you, you, you know me. I'm, I'm quite an emotional guy. Uh, at a certain I, time. I, I know what happened. <laughs> so obviously, uh, you know, some tears uh, yep, came out. Yep. <laughs> and, and yeah, it's like, you know, super happy moments. So I think, yeah, definitely that the first time you see Everest is um, has to go down as, as one of the, the best. Yeah. One of the best. I mean, of countless moments. I mean, Dave, we, we always talk, and I think we both shared this because I've been with you to Everest Base Camp a couple of times um, over the years, is around the, um, the people you go with, um, the yeah, people yeah. you meet the friends you you make even with the guides because you become good mates with the guides even the assistant guides the porters yeah um i think those are the moments that will stay with me till i die 100 yeah, percent. You, you sneaked in a second one there and but we'll we'll allow it because <laughs> it was such to, a nice yeah yeah we'll, we'll we'll do it but um you are right actually the, the that yeah. first glimpse of everest it's almost framed by nature through this gap in the trees um it blew my, like it, they put it there you know? it, it, i couldn't stop thinking about it when i first saw it i was just looking at it yeah. for ages thinking like that's the highest point on earth it was like when you contemplate space it just doesn't compute yeah. i was like I, I, it almost like I'm, it's almost like i'm with an arm's reach of the highest point on earth you know yeah. it's it's fascinating it's pretty it, crazy, never, right? it's pretty crazy. It, ne it never gets old every time i go to base yeah. camp and it was a it's fairly regular but i always have this excitement like I can't wait to see Everest. I can't wait to see Everest. And then sometimes on that way up to Namshi, there's a bit of mist, 
Like, I remember my guide, yeah, once, yeah, um, yeah. she's shy today, she's pulled the blanket over her, and I was like, no, I have to wait till tomorrow. <laughs> and then, like, but as soon as you see it, it's like, ah, there she is. <laughs> I'm back, I'm no, back. It's, it, it's truly amazing. And, um, you know, just going through, because um, Lauren is, is gathering all of our questions, and we've had heaps on emails, so this is great. We've got a little, uh, little yeah. WhatsApp group, because some people are working from home at the moment. Um, and yeah, we've got a few uh, questions that have come in, so we'll we'll definitely delve into those. Just a reminder as well, guys, any questions around the trips, around Everest Base Camp altitude, you know, fitness, because we know fitness is a big one, especially around altitude. If you haven't been at altitude before, you know, how, what is it like? How do you manage it? Any of those things that you think are on your mind, just drop them in, because, you know, that's what we're here to yeah. do today as well, is to to chat about that and, and, and make you feel comfortable with that. Um, whilst we're on here, though, it's great. It's, it's, it's so good to, to see some sort of previous Evertrekkers uh, Michael Gillies, I remember Mike um, seeing you on the way down from Tengboche. I remember yeah. you were on the way up. I was on the way down, but mate, I hope all is well. Um, obviously, Ramona, Ramona, need I say more? Love you, um, Shona. Uh, you know, Shona's been a big part of our community, just as knowledgeable as us. Um, she's amazing. Uh, it's a really good, really good blog. If you search in the high altitude ever trackers around um, uh, food intolerances, she's got a really good blog around that. Um, her experience um uh, been on the trip with um um not allergies sorry shona i'm trying to remember exact blog but i think it was really good around food how she dealt with it and yeah if you just search that in the group you'll be able to see it yeah um, shona, it's good. really good article yeah it's good having shona because she picks up the questions that we kind of like can't get to them you know like there's so many and, um yeah it, it does make me feel a bit awkward though because i gotta up my game sometimes <laughs> <laughs> you know well, but um Dave, you haven't been a face count for a couple of years because obviously for obvious reasons but you know I know it's amazing, <laughs> but no, there's so many. I mean, just a, there's there's so many new people as well. But just want to remind yeah. everyone, this is every Tuesday as well. So come back and watch us next exactly. Tuesday as well. We yeah. do this all the time. Um, we talk about Everest, Killy, and then we sometimes will have a whole life just on the type of gloves you can wear. Weirdly, they team they tend to be the most popular because they always spring off into some strange uh, conversations. But um, what do you reckon, Andrew? We dive head first into some cues so we can get them. Yeah, out. let's, let's uh, do that, Dave. I know we've we've, we've obviously introed um, and we've talked a little bit about Nepal, but yeah. So Lawrence, um, Dave, which one would you like to, to tackle first? I know we've we've probably got about twelve that are coming on email, but yeah, which one? Yeah. Mate? So there's quite a big one here um questions davis i know he likes his, okay right I, th <laughs> I, I think lauren's actually yeah so by the way i will um kind of peel off and read these really quick so this is from danny cheese how's it going mate um basically he enjoyed the live on insurance that was uh, not last week the week before it's a really good one um we had a guy from true traveler on that basically gave us a behind the scenes sort of uh expose yeah. on the world of insurance how to best use it what you need and all stuff like that here the question though from danny today is when traveling outside of europe most mobile plans don't allow you use data phones etc this means that your um phone and comms from the to the outside world will be expensive once you're on the trek itself away from free wi-fi how does yeah. someone deal with that do you get a a local sim um and stuff like that so here's what i do danny so i don't bother getting a local sim the reason i don't is because it's kind of a task to go and do it every time you have to hand over your passport it's like taking out a contract pretty much every time you go there um i only communicate through wi-fi when i'm on the trip so when you're in the hotels, pretty much every single bar and restaurant in Kathmandu will offer free Wi-Fi. Um, and you can have data plans as well, like roaming to get you by. When you're on the trek itself, um, up to Tengboche, 
you will have um, routers in every tea house and you can buy yeah. data to use them. My advice to you, though, is when you get to Namshi, there is a telecommunications shop in Namshi where you can go in and you can buy a scratch card. The scratch card, you scratch it, it gives you a password. The password yeah. allows you to hook up to Everest Link, which is a shared network in all of the tea houses above Namshi. So from that moment on, you only need one scratch card. It'll last you the yeah. whole time. And I've actually managed to make calls through WhatsApp um, using the data. I've sent pictures, text messages, all stuff like that, um, all the way to base camp and back down again. Um, and I find that that's more than enough communication for me. Um, alternatively, like I said, spend the dollars and get the use the roaming, but that will get expensive. I accidentally came back with a 400 pound bill one time, so. <laughs> I remember that. Hey, yeah. what about Killy? Because I know Danny's going to Killy. Oh, Killy, right. So <laughs> great news on Killy. The first four days, nothing. Um, like you will get no signal anywhere. The, sec the last four days, loads of signal. So basically take loads of pictures, tell everyone that you'll be in contact with them on day, pretty much yeah. day five um so yeah once you start Killy, it's an eight day trek the first four days you won't have any signal because of where you are on the mountain and then you'll come back around to the more populated routes um yeah. and then you'll get um signal and stuff like that so um yeah. another top tip go into your carrier settings and change it from 4g to like 2g um yeah. and you'll pick up a network then that enables you to send texts and make calls and stuff like that so nice. there you go that's my communicating on trips um, nice dave um yeah it's, it's it's a good one because i think um yeah especially on uh, i know we, we mentioned the pool there it's really good with regards to getting in touch you've got the option i know previously me and dave you know we we talk about um, ways to escape you know the digital you know have your digital detox but i know uh, there's there are some people and this is, is, is you know where um all opinions is, is cool there's room enough for a lot everyone's opinion and some people go out there and they like to keep in touch don't they so that which yep. is cool and the option is there obviously killy and i think um you know, Danny asked a good question. There, how does everyone deal with that issue? Um, and it's, and I, I think it's, it's really comes down to, to, to the individual. Um, you know, we're all kind of adults. Uh, adults, we're all in our kind of space and what we're comfortable with. And I think, um, yeah, certainly get comfortable with the fact that you might not be able to get in touch with your loved ones while you're on Killy. On Everest Base Camp, it's a bit different. Um, you know, it might have a day depending on weather because sometimes weather can change everything. Yeah. Um, so do get comfortable with that, but obviously. Do be rest assured that the guides, everyone like that, has got contact with us because of signal and things like that. Um, yeah. You know, via their local sim and, and everything like that, if they want it all the time. Um, as Dave said, that it is a bit of a effort to get your own sim. It can be done. I mean, um, you know, obviously you can get a local sim, local phone. It's a lot easier. Um, but I think, you know, if you can go like three or four days, um, especially on Killy, uh, Danny. Um, you know, I, I think that's probably the best option, mate. But um, yep. there is an option there if you do want to get signal, obviously through uh, getting a local sim. I mean, um, also one thing to yeah. add: the guides are always able to get in contact with anyone. Yeah, right? yeah, if yeah. You do have a family member that would perhaps be anxious if they hadn't heard from you from a few days or anything yeah. like that back home. You can tell them that no news is good news, um, because as soon as something, you know, if something was, if we had to get a message back to the family, it would happen like that. The guides would message us and then we would let them know so no news is good news so um yeah tell them no. not to worry i just um i see ramona i took a conference call from a client on the ebc day ramona that is you need to stop working mate yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah well done yeah you've got to draw the line somewhere i would have sacked that off straight away <laughs> but, um, yeah. that's brilliant um some good questions though yeah another another juicy one this is from gabrielle 
think from Romania. Greetings, Andy Moore. Um, my question is related to the technical aspects. So I think you're, uh, I'm just going to read this and, and try and squeeze it down a bit. Um, yeah, so what you're asking around, um, obviously, technical equipment. So just to, I suppose, just to clarify around Everest Base Camp. So on go into Everest Base Camp, the classic route that we do. You don't need any technical equipment like ice axe, crampons. Um, you know, you don't need those kind of things. It more of, of weather technical equipment. So you've got down jackets. Um, you know, you've got like, um, you know, maybe insulated layers. Uh, you've got a waterproof, you know, you've got um, decent gloves, decent hat. You know, look after the core. You've also got your, your decent uh, trekking boots as well. So, yes, yeah, certainly if the um, if the conditions get worse, then, you know, it's good to take warm gear. You know, we do have uh, technical lists around the, um, water, you know, equipment rather than the, the climbing equipment, if you like, um, that, yeah, you can download um, if you like. Um, Lauren, I think, uh, obviously, he was on here and has put um, Shona's blog, by the way, in the comments, guys, if you want to look that out. Um, it's really good. Uh, definitely check it out. Um, but, yeah, with regards to um, the equipment, if we could put the equipment list in there, that would be lovely. Um, awesome. Yeah, so always, always a good one. But I suppose, yeah, just Gabrielle, just to um, kind of finish that off, I suppose, with, with regards to technical aspects of the trip, I think you're talking about climbing. It's not like that on, on that trip. There are trips where you, that does happen, you know, Island Peak, Mera Peak in Nepal, um, if you want to do that, uh, which we do do run those trips. We've got someone on Island Peak at the moment. Um, and obviously we've got the other trips like Mount Tupcal in winter. Um, you know, we've got Aconcagua, where we do in South America, Patagonia Ice Fields. These are other trips that we do that maybe require some slightly more technical equipment. Yeah. But that answers your question. Um, awesome. Angela Shepard has asked a cool one. Yeah. Um, if uh, This is like desert island treks. Um, okay. If you were to take one small luxury item on your <coughs> trip, what would it be? Um, that's that's interesting. Um, so yeah, luxury items. So if we're going by the desert island discs rule, and this can't be a practical item or anything like that. So it can't be a knife or um, something that could get you out of trouble or have like a practical use. So I'm wondering if podcasts count. I mean, it's not a physical item. But I always download lots of podcasts. Reality. Yeah, I'm gonna go with downloaded podcasts if that's not too uh, if that's allowed. Because um, yeah, you have a lot of free time, you know, in the evenings yeah. and sleeping and stuff like that. And if the neighbour is snoring, sometimes it's nice to put some headphones in and just listen to some relaxing or interesting yeah. topics and stuff like that. So yeah, and I'll yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with downloaded podcasts and downloaded podcasts. Um, I'm gonna pick some food because. I think um, it was one thing I've learned um, when you're on a trek is that sometimes, you know, it's not all plain sailing. There are times maybe you're, you're not feeling well. Maybe the altitude's getting to you a little bit. You know, maybe you lose on your appetite. Maybe you just have a bit of a headache. You know, these are things your body's adjusting to the altitude. And I think sometimes it's good to have a pick-me-up. Yeah. So uh, I, I rarely eat chocolate in the UK, but I do take some with me. So like a Snickers bar or I'll buy a Snickers bar when I'm sort of lower down um or some sweets or something that'll actually perk me up um like an, I, I quite enjoy a good snickers bar or a nice coke zero um because i don't know why but in in asia and i think nepal there's a, there's not many places i don't drink full fat coke but i do drink some diet or, or coke zero sometimes and uh, sometimes it's a bit of a you know it just just if, even if it i know there's not much goodness in these things but if all it does is help my mind i'm cool with that so sometimes, yeah, I think if you, in terms of luxury items, take something out with you. So I suppose I'm, I'm kind of answering it and giving a little bit of advice here. I, again, I take some chocolate or something that I really like. And that's why I'd recommend. Take one thing 
with you that'll perk you up that you, yep. you think if you're having a bad day you can eat this or as dave said or you can listen to something or even if you've got a picture of maybe the reason why you're going up there maybe it could be a charity maybe you're doing it for a loved one maybe you're doing it just to prove to yourself whatever it is take that with you because it'll come in so handy and it could be the difference awesome. get them there or not awesome um okay cool so yeah. we got we got so many to kind of get through <laughs> I know, it's good. um <laughs> what is the best time to go um there in the likes uh, of this summer so really you don't kind of go in the summer because um, it's monsoon you go around the monsoon season so it's march yeah. april may um which is the first season which is a spring and then in the autumn we do september october november the big difference between those two really is that in march april and may that's when um, the mountaineers are out there summit in Everest and Lhotse, another 8,000 meter mountain. So you get to see base camp populated. Um, yeah. You get to rub shoulders with the climbers, the Sherpas, the porters that are all going for expeditions. So it's quite interesting. And the flowers are in bloom because it's their springtime and it's very nice. Um, in the autumn, um, it's a little bit colder, but the weather's like really good. It's really crystal clear. Um, yeah. And it's a little bit quieter. Um, so, because base camp is just that, it's a natural glacier, no one's there climbing, um, and there's, so there's less people on the trails. So, yeah, both times are equally as good. I, honestly, I've been both times of year, and I can't say that I really enjoyed one over the other. Um, I've been more times in the autumn than I have in the spring, so maybe that's your answer. <laughs> I think like <laughs> late autumn is probably the best. Um, yeah. Best weather I've ever had on base camp was I arrived at base camp on October 31st and um Halloween. Was, yeah exactly it was nice. pretty cold it was pretty cold but it was i only realized in retrospect because you kind of lose track of the dates when you're out there but um yeah october 31st that was with my dad and um i was at base camp for like three hours yeah. <laughs> you know, it was it was amazing <laughs> brilliant brilliant it, it, it good answers though dave and and you're right there's there's so many you know the two trekking seasons it's hard to pick i'm like okay do i prefer that one or that one i'd say <laughs> personally i quite like it november and it doesn't mean i dislike the others like honestly i've been in april september october so april into may october yeah and september and, and november twice and i don't know why november maybe because it's time of year there's always some cool festivals on it's also my birthday but also there's i'm quite i'm quite interested in um, um astro astrophotography and when i was out there in november 2018 um with steve actually who was, who was on the live um yeah, we saw that obviously the night sky was amazing. You could you could pretty much see the Milky Way with the naked eye, obviously with the camera, then you can really get that and get some good pictures. So I, I don't know why I, I kind of love November if I was going to choose a time. I also prefer it colder than say September. You know, some people prefer it the other way. I've been in January, um, during winter, which was bloody cold, like minus twenty-five, you know, yeah. plus wind. So you can imagine it's um yeah, you could feel it in your kidneys, I think is is probably how I describe it even with a really good equipment on um and that is a great time but it's the weather's not good you know yeah. um but very quiet but we only run trips to doing those trekking seasons like like dave said there wicked i'm gonna answer philip wood's questions really quick yeah, yeah. i need to grow a beard yes you should, <laughs> you should already you should already have something uh there philip and uh is that a diet coke um it is yeah am i allowed to do product placement um, other other brands are pay us. yeah <laughs> Other brands are available. I'll do, I'll but, do um, product placement. I'll do product placement. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, There's our, our filter bottles. Um, yeah. Uh, sorry, where were we, Dave? Um, I know you. Yeah. Do we needed to grow a beard? Obviously, I mean, it's you know, it is optional. Um, 
you yeah, know, bit that, of, we bit find of, that people get inspired and like to like to grow a beard. That's yeah, a bit, bit of winter thatch is okay. It looks cool when it comes all ice and stuff like that. So um, yeah, you sometimes you get small <laughs> nesting rodents. It's uh, it's good fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, Fiona Chapman has a good one. Um, I mean, you know, and I know we've we've touched on this. So how fit do you need to be to do this trek? You know, how much preparation does it take? Say miles. How many, uh, sorry, how many miles walking per day in the months before your trip? Um, so yeah, I mean, we I, we could go into depth about this one. We, we've done specific live just on this particular subject. So I think, Fiona, I'm gonna um, uh, definitely Lauren. Um, if you can put a link to one of the previous lives that's about fitness, I think that I think Fiona would like that. I mean, just to to kind of break it down simply, I think in terms of fitness uh, and altitude, it's uh, it's a real altitude is a real leveler. It doesn't matter how fit you are. Um, you know, we've had people who have turned up and not done any training and reached Everest Base Camp and reached Summit Achilles. We've had people who've done heaps of training, triathletes that have got to Everest Base Camp. I think the one thing that we know and, um, you know, is something, you know, because we professional travel company, we want you guys to have a better time. So we always suggest doing training is the more training you do, the more enjoyable your trip will become. Yeah. Um, you know, you can still get there, but just makes it far more enjoyable experience. And, you know, even if you're out with a pack on your back, just doing, you know, a couple of hours uh, on a weekend. I mean, what I would say <clears throat> is that if you can uh, just get just walk, because it's only walking. You're not doing any technical climbing on Everest Base Camp. Um, you know, you, there's no climbing involved. It's all walking. <clears throat> so you're trekking up to Everest Base Camp. And, you know, you think about that in, in the UK <clears throat> is that you're just walking. So get out there. Even if it's an hour a day, uh, maybe you can build that in. Obviously, I appreciate it with life and things. But if on a weekend, maybe you can do like a four to six hour hike. Maybe you could do that a couple of times a month and then build that in. I'd say then the, the last two weeks before you go on a trip, taper that off. You could you could do some running. You could do some swimming. Anything that helps cardiovascular. But don't think that that's going to be you have to do. You have to beast yourself. You don't. Like we've seen people... Um, you know, I think the first time I went to Everest Base Camp, I, I certainly wasn't fit, but I battled on and it was hard. I, I think that's why, I've, you know, we, we, we've designed these training plans. We've designed, we've, we've said, like, do this and then you'll, you know, you'll have a better time. And the thing is, you just won't be so tired. You'll have more time to walk around the villages and you won't be like, I just want to lay down. You know, you'll actually want to get up and, and go to a coffee and, yep. go and maybe go for a walk and, and, and see the villages and meet, meet the Sherpa people. And Dave, I mean, is there anything you'd add to that? No, I like that answer. I think, yeah, the, I think do as much training as you physically can. Um, you know, don't injure yourself in the process, but equally don't roll off the sofa because you want to enjoy yeah. it and <laughs> re 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 retain as much memories as you can that beyond, man, that was tough. <laughs> you know, um, I think the fittest I ever did it, I was the opposite because I learned yeah. from the advice that Andy gave me. So as soon as I decided to go, I trained like I was going into space. And, um, I, I really wish I was that fit every time I went because, um, yeah. yeah, it just allowed me just to sort of soak it up. Um, I saw a just comment from Saren. She can't grow a beard, but she can stop shaving her legs. Do that, Saren. It's like Why having not? your own little, it's, like having, it's like having your own inbuilt merino wool leggings on 24 <laughs> so Brilliant. It'll, it'll really help. Um, so, yeah, Andy Horn has asked a question. What's the vaccination situation in the poll? Okay, yeah. So that, that could be taken two ways. That could be taken, uh, we're talking about... Um, 
COVID or we're we talking about what vaccinations do you need to go there? If it's yeah. COVID, they're actually doing quite well. They vaccinated mm -hmm. the Kumbu area. Um, so they're all vaccinated. All the guides and people like they've really done a big push on people who are involved in tourism and trekking and really focused in on those areas to keep everyone involved safe. Um, so yeah, in terms of uh, COVID vaccinations, all well in terms of the uh, vaccinations that you'll need if you scroll up in these comments i believe lauren posted an article about it yes. um where she's about what which ones you need so uh, best thing to do is have a look at that article because i can't remember but yes. it's pretty much just your standard ones like i think like typhoid polio tetanus that type of thing rabies is an option um it is in the country but it's highly unlikely um that you'll encounter it but it's an option. Me, I'm a pincushion, you know. So every time I go there, they're like rabies. I'm like, yep, stick it in. <laughs> and then, <laughs> you know. So um, yeah, I pretty much yeah. had everything. But um, yeah, have a look at those. Hope hope that answers your question, Andy. Yeah, sure. Uh, Declan has asked, uh, "What beer do you like?" I'll bring some. Um, Declan, there's no need to bring some. Nepal do amazing beers. Everest, uh, Everest beer, obviously. Yeah. You know, Everest um, is probably one of the best. Uh, you got uh, Gurkha beer, which they call Gorka is how it's pronounced in Nepal. Uh, you've also got lots of craft beers. So, mate, don't bring any beer. But, you know, if you're buying, mine's a Guinness. Yep. Thanks. Awesome. <laughs> um, what would I like? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm trying to struggle with beer, didn't I? Um, just, just to, just to make Fee happy. Um, I think I'll have a tonic and gin. Uh, <laughs> she doesn't like it when it's like that. How are you, Dave? That's um, very sophisticated, mate. Well done. Yeah, and of course, I know Fee's off today, but she'll be listening, right? Fee. No, okay. she's in the um, somewhere, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so have a look, Kevin uh, Miller. Uh, what's the hardest part of trekking to Everest Base Camp? Um, deciding to go beyond that, I would say, you know, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. Which day is it the hardest? It varies depending on the individual. My own personal experience. Yeah, I thought that going up to Namshi was probably the hardest on day two because you don't really have much of a warm-up to it like day one is really easy it's mostly downhill day two then straight into it right in the deep end is like a seven to eight hour day pretty much it's all uphill um yeah. so it can be quite tough i think after that point as you get into the altitude you're acclimatizing and you're in the swing of it so from that point on there are really tough days but i think that's probably one of the toughest um in my opinion everyone has yeah. memories of namshi hill <laughs> you know going up that you know that so, is yeah. tough. It is, i think it's because of the surprise of the altitude it's the first time that you're actually like oh you know i gotta slow down now yeah um you know because breathing's the same i mean i'm a, a an asthmatic i have been all my life and one of the things that i thought um would be difficult was obviously the breathing but you breathe the same you just breathe more often and this is anyone now and again we talk about leveler um it's that you it just you know, your heart rate goes up because your body's adjusting and yeah in terms of namche hill your heart rate will certainly go up yeah um good right dave i think we'll we'll do like a 10 minute um sorry i'm just trying to get rid of a little feather that's hanging around uh, not just waving to everyone um is that we'll do we'll do a, a quick 10 minutes here because i, I want to um obviously do the winner announcement as well i know we've got about sort of 15 20 minutes left so yep. we'll we'll do um a quick fire uh, if you like okay um if we can okay so, so I, what do you want a quick fire for, for, i'll do five at you you do five at me is that let's how we do want it. to do it go for it, Dave. let's do it 
<sighs> Some of these are pretty big. Um, <laughs> okay, so we've answered the fitness-wise ones. Yeah. We've done the hardest power track in the base camp. Let's have a quick look. Okay, and fill some time. Da -da 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 -da. I'm going to take this one on, if that's okay. Okay, okay, okay go. Um, Fire yourself. And I'll, yeah, I'll someone said, um, yeah, because uh, this is David, uh, mentions about Duke of Edinburgh 20 years ago. We feel old saying that. Um, what would I need to do fitness-wise? Yeah, okay. And then uh, able to advise me on what equipment. So, yeah, I would um, rewind two minutes ago, listen to the uh, one we talked about, about fitness. Equipment-wise, definitely download the guide. Um, and Dave, yeah, obviously, uh, if, if you're into trekking, you're into hiking, you've done Duke of Edinburgh, you've probably got most of the stuff. Yeah. You know, because like I said, you're only walking. Okay, there might need a step up in terms of maybe um, something that will keep you warm. But I download the guides and, and definitely um, uh, have a little look. Obviously, drop us um, a question or, or give us a call if you want to in-depth. But um, obviously, if you booked with us and you want to go with us, or if you win, we'll obviously um, help you make sure you've got all the equipment you need. Okay, awesome. Andy, yeah. um, what boots would you recommend? Mainville Boutans. Okay. Um, have you been on a trek and got freaked out by a ledge or a crossing? She loves. Uh, this is from Joel, loves pushing himself out of his comfort zone. Uh, no, I haven't, but there's a couple of times. I mean, on Nepal, you know, you walk alongside the, um, uh, what's the name of the Milky River? Uh, what do you call it? Dude Kosi. Dude Kosi. How can I forget that? Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> people are saying, but bingo, brilliant. The Dude Kosi River, which is Milky River. Um, they've built some paths that are quite steep on the one side. Um, but I, I, I'm not necessarily uncomfortable with heights. I know people who have, and fair dues, like good friend of mine, Max, who came on base camp. I know yeah. previous customers who were struggling with the bridges, but they did it, and afterwards they felt amazing. And yeah. you know, anything like that that might make you feel outside of your comfort comfort zone, expands your comfort zone. Because then you know um, what you can achieve. Kim Bevan, best hills maintenance to climb in South Wales to help fitness that are easy to navigate. Cool, Penavan, nice and easy. Uh, you know, I mean, any you don't have to climb hills to, to do training. You can just get out and hike anywhere, walk out your door. I think from lockdown. Clearly, you know, you can just walk out your door and just walk until you're tired. But I think, yeah, if you can get to Brecon Beacons, you know, you've got um, you've got the, uh, the Penavan Horseshoe Ridge. You yep. can do that. Uh, maybe try and do two different versions of that. Maybe do a clockwise and anti-clockwise two days in a row. You can do that. You can do base camp. Yep. Um, okay, fine one. Jack Making, um, how do you deal with the nerves before a trip? Hiking at altitude sounds incredible. But also, if you've never experienced it, I imagine it could be quite a scary prospect. Yeah, I think nerves are part of it. You will feel nervous. Get comfortable with it. Um, you will, you know, I also think sometimes we can uh, re-say that and say, are they nerves or is it excitement? Probably both. But if you say, I'm excited, and you go into it knowing that, you know, there's parts of it that will be outside your comfort zone, as I said, that'll expand. But I think naturally this is adventure travel. Um, you know, it's you, you, you're purposely putting yourself out there into a dangerous environment it is dangerous mountains that i think if you get comfortable with that um you know but obviously it's managed danger we there's difference between unmanaged and managed and, and this is certainly managed danger obviously things happen in the world they can happen outside your front door but if you go on a tre trek with us um you know you'll certainly it'll, it, you know it'll, it'll certainly change you um i know that for a fact changed yeah. loads of people literally hundreds of our trekkers and, and some people i speak to and they're like it did this, it did this, I can't believe it. Now, what what, what, what else can I do? There's so much you can do. So, yeah, yeah. get out there and do it. Don't worry about awesome. those nerves. Don't worry, everyone has them. Awesome. Right, and hit me. <clears throat> uh, um, wow, I don't know, the first one that came up, but are there any scams that we should be aware of? <laughs> um, 
<laughs> no, not really, um, because uh, the scams start to happen when you book with a, a, a non-reputable company, usually one of the local ones that are run. We don't do that. We have very good relationships. What I highly recommend you do is go back, not last week, but the week before, and listen to the insurance episode that we did where we had um, uh, True Traveller on explaining everything. We talked a lot about that type of thing, so that'll put your mind at ease. Great stuff. I don't win. Can I um, come anyway and help carry the sandwiches from Phil Wood? Um, well, I hope you can carry a lot, mate, because, um, uh, yeah, I, I usually have to employ the strongest porter I can find to carry my sandwiches. <laughs> uh, uh, Jade Chapman, if my Trek partner is the worst snorer, can I swap rooms? Um, well, you might be. Well, I suppose you'd, you'd find it hard to convince someone else to swap with you. Um, but on a serious note, headphones um, or earplugs, because even if your trekking partner doesn't snore, the walls are very thin in the tea houses. I often say so thin you can hear each other's thoughts through them. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately, you might find it hard to. Great stuff. Uh, Paul Meacher, any training Brecon in January, February? I, I... I suppose it's not in Brecon, is it, Dave? I know we've got a winter skills uh, yeah. line, right? Up in, yeah, how's it going, Paul? Hope you're doing well, my friend. Um, yeah, so we're not in Brecon yet because we're looking on scheduling those in at some point. Yeah. Um, but we do have one up in Snowdonia, yeah. um, which is like the winter skills. So it's going to be really beneficial for those people that want to learn crampons, ice axe, self-arresting techniques, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, if you're interested in doing Island Peak, Mera Peak, or to be honest, any type of Scottish maintenance or anything that requires any technical equipment, that's the course you want to be on. Really good, really good. Great stuff. Um, yeah, can you bring a small drone with you on the Everest Base Camp Trek? No, unfortunately, they're banned. Um, you're not allowed to bring a drone. If you do, if you try to, um, you'll get fined and sort of booted out the area. Basically, it's very dangerous to have a drone because helicopters in yeah. the, the Everest region and pretty much all over the trekking regions of Nepal. They're like taxis. They're coming back and forth on their own schedule. You don't know when they're coming. And um, yeah, it poses a great risk to the helicopters, the pilots and the people inside and people yeah. on the ground. And yeah, so no, no drones, I'm afraid. Great stuff. Um, I'm going to fire this one at you because uh, I think Laura, who's just booked on to Everest Base Camp awesome. October next year, uh, what's the food like in Nepal? She is uh, gluten and dairy intolerant, so worried about not having many options. Um, Obviously, really, really it. good. We've had a lot of people out there um, who have had all types of different dietary requirements. Yeah. To be honest, the national dish at Nepal is pretty much dalbat. Um, it's great because it kind of suits everybody. You'll see t-shirts out there that say dalbat power 24 hour. Um, basically, it's just some vegetables, some rice and a lentil dal. Um, and it's usually yeah. really good for anyone who has any dietary issues. Um, yeah. They have, do have a quite a varied menu. The most important thing I would say is that let your guide know. Don't be afraid to remind them um, every meal, you know, just to double check there's no gluten in this, that type of thing. Um, but also, um, uh, where's my Shona horn? Shona, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, so she's always really, really helpful in this type of situation because she's gone out there with this in mind. She's wrote, written a lot about it. Um, she's, mm -hmm. she's far more knowledgeable on the subject of dietary requirements <laughs> trekking than I am. So yeah, uh, ping her a message. Um, I have a director on the group. I don't know. I've, she's probably going to get a thousand messages that hate me. I know, Shona. I mean, um, obviously been a big part of the, the community for a very long time and, and, and lovely as well. Um, Rory, uh, what is the flight like to look there, Dave? 
Well, I think it's awesome. Depends on your yeah. disposition, I guess. Um, if you're quite, if you're frightened of heights and you don't like flying, then you might find a little bit on the the nervous end of the uh, uh, flying spectrum. But uh, I actually really yeah. love it. I think it's great. It's, it's a highlight of the trip for me. Um, it yeah. sort of bookends your trip going to Everest Base Camp. You have this thrill at the beginning and a thrill at the end. Um, so yeah, right to the very last minute, you uh, you're going to be thrilled on the Everest Base Camp trip. I love that. I think it's great. It's fun. Yeah, it is. It, um, it, you feel like Indiana Jones, and then when yeah. everyone lands there, we starts clapping like, "Yeah, we're alive!" But it's um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's more than that. Obviously, it's very, very safe now uh, because they're very strict on weather. Um, yeah, you know, uh, if you are going to every space camp, we always say uh, recommend. And obviously, I know we're trying to be quick now, but have a couple of days at the end um, if you want to book extra days. Some people do, yeah. um, and uh, you know, you can you can then if there's any delays, obviously, then you've got a couple of days in hand. If not, you've got more time in Kathmandu, which is awesome. Yeah, awesome. Um, um, I got yeah. one quick one, and then we'll go cut to the big, the big thing, shall we? Yeah. Um, Diane, hi Diane, how's it going? Um, uh, Diamox Dave, is that my nickname? Diamox Dave? No, Diamox Dave. <laughs> uh, I know you needed it just the once. Would you have it prescribed yeah, yeah. to take it with you just in case? Yeah. So I've never needed it on the Ever Space Camp trip, but when I did Kilimanjaro, I decided that the best thing to do to keep myself healthy, happy, and strong on the mountain was to take Diamox. I did have my own supply. I went to a travel clinic and got it prescribed. Um, so I did have my own with me. That's just to ease my own sort of anxieties about not having some. However, I needn't worry because all of our guides, they all carry it. Anything that you need in order to stay safe at high altitude, they have with them. Um, but some people, just so they know where it's come from, it's their own prescription and their name's on the bottle. They really yeah. prefer to get it like that. I'm one of them. Um, I have so many pills when I go on these things. I rattle. Everyone comes to me for an ibuprofen and stuff like that. But um yeah, I would recommend bringing some with you. But if you haven't, if you forgot, you haven't got time and you arrive in Nepal, don't yeah. worry. Every guide on every trip that we do will have a stash. Good stuff. Um, I'm going to do a couple of quickies as well before we, we do a competition announcement in a couple of minutes. Um, minimum age. No. So with us, obviously, if you're going on your own, um, then you do have to be obviously 18 or over. But if you we've, we've got people who are under 18, I think we've got a 12-year-old who's going, um, I think her name's Leah, with her family raising money for charity amazing story obviously we all say it depends on the person's age like we we're not a no company we can usually work with you on um you know if you say look i've got a, a you know 12 year old daughter or son who wants to come with us um you know how would that would that be okay and, and yeah as long as you can get insurance um you know being i remember when i was a, a 12 year old <clears throat> and i think for me when i was 12 it might have been too much for me but i know there's 12 year olds out there um who are really into hiking you know really into it and they'll be fine uh, on the trek so yes yeah, we're having a conversation so yeah with minimum age just just get in touch with us uh, info at evertrek.co.uk i'll drop us a, a message message on here on facebook or, or on our website on the yeah. messenger app and we can we can obviously discuss it and, and make that happen for you um another one which is uh <laughs> phil uh, are you coming with us um, so yeah, with me and Dave, obviously we we're, we're part of the the, the Yetis, the company who, who run uh, these trips. But we don't go on the trips. We are very passionate about using local guides. We don't use any Western leaders on our trip. Um, only local support. So you know, very experienced. Although we are very experienced in terms of a you know on a trekking and climbing um, you know status. We the guide some of them have climbed everest multiple times eight thousand meter peaks trek to everest like three four hundred times i mean these are the guys you want to go with and we're yeah. um on all of our trips in every country we only use uh, where, uh we only use local guides yep. so we're big about that but yeah you can see us on some of the training weekends uh, maybe some events we're at 
Um, we usually go to some festivals, Keswick, um, Mountain Festival, Adventure Travel in London. You can obviously join us on the live so you can see us here or maybe we'll, uh, we'll catch you in live somewhere. But we're obviously here to, to help it happen because when people book with us, it's not just book and then we won't see you until you go. We, we obviously these tune-ins, you know, with other things. We're here to help you get prepared before you go. Yep. Because we know the difference it makes. You know, if you know everything you need to know before you go there, you're just going to enjoy it so much more instead of worrying about it. So that's yep. where we come in to, to help you prepare. Um, um, I, just, I just want to give one shout out to just following on yep. from what you've said. Rachel um, Pearson, um, she yep. took her 11-year-old son to Tupacal recently. Um, I was oh, I was super excited Rachel. for that one because I've been, I've been talking to Rachel for a while on email and on yep. the phone and stuff. And then I was getting updates from her guide. And i got to be honest, they said that her son was um, absolutely smashed it. It did amazing. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they're going to EBC. So, um yeah, that's great. But there are yeah. always options like that, you know, if you want to kind of build up and do a Tupacal weekend or something. But um, exactly, yeah, good point. Yeah, and that gives you a little bit of adjustment <clears throat> to the altitude. You know what trekking's about, and then you can go and do bigger and better things, or well, bigger things, not better. Um, but awesome, Rachel. Well done, and well done to the boy as well. Yeah, um, yeah. And um, I, I can feel elbows sharp in my ribs. <laughs> I know. I know. We've got so many questions. Well, look, we're gonna, there's so many questions today. We're going to have to come back and. Um, and come in and uh, and yeah, obviously come through these questions because you know we want to make sure that all your questions are answered. Um, obviously, we've had heaps of people on here now. Um, uh, it's weird because Facebook only shows us who's on at this particular time. I think we've got 240 of you buttes at the moment on here, but obviously we know people drop in and out. So yeah, we know this is a, um, a busy one. But uh, yeah, it, it's only right. Obviously, we're here to yeah, we're going to announce the winner of Everest Base Camp. People, so this is for two people. So if you do win um you'll be going with uh obviously yourself and uh obviously the person of your choice um and that'll be coming on our trip now we, when it comes to dates you know we uh, previous winners were always really flexible we we come to that agreement together so don't think we okay you have to go on this date we'll obviously um sort that out with you but dave yeah i feel like um i, I, I kind of want to get you involved Do you want to come in well what's we, what's we do there yeah that's good yeah whilst i'm going to be walking in um rachel's just said an amazing thing that um she loved the trip and it changed her 11-year-old's life because now he believes everything's possible. Uh -huh. I don't know why. I care about every single customer that goes on the trips. But for some reason, that one got to me. Um, yeah, I'm going to come in. And, uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I just, I know, I just love that. That's I love amazing, the idea yeah. of some, like, uh, you know, young little kid steps out there, yeah. goes to Morocco, summits a mate, and then there he's like, what next? I love it. Um, yeah, that's about, well, should I bring okay. these headphones in? And, uh, yeah, right. bring them in. Because, um, I'll, I'll stay on. I'll stay on. Stay I want to come in. On, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So you can just look at my chair for now um there we go that's good chair isn't it quality <laughs> <laughs> right we're going to um yeah because i think it's only right dave that we do this together um if you know what i mean look at that as if by, <clears throat> as if by magic or they're going to get us double now which is going to be very very good so what i'll do dave i'm going to mute you if that's all right because you'll come through on mine rude <laughs> here we go but anyway um yeah obviously we'll, we'll be getting in touch with uh whoever wins but I feel, yeah, because we've written over here, and now our little dog oh, yeah. is, is on us. There's the winner, Dave. It's amazing, isn't it? Right, so congratulations anyway. If you don't win, um, we will be dropping people, um, obviously, a little email afterwards, um, because there are runner-up prizes, which we, we do like to give for everyone who joined. But, um, yeah, do obviously wait to see that. But, right, the winner is Dave. Here we go. Um, yeah, so just Why not, Dave? Why not? You are shining light. And the winner is, I'll zoom out a bit. What does it say, Dave? Who's that? Tammy Rudd. Tammy Rudd. Tammy Rudd. 
if you're you're going to Everest Base Camp. Um, so congrats, Tammy Rudd. There's Dave, very excited. <laughs> Great stuff. Well, Tammy, look, mate, um, if you're on the live, I, I didn't see you on the live, but if you are, congratulations. Um, yourself and obviously a mate or family member, whoever, is going to Everest Base Camp. So awesome. Um, just like the other people, hopefully it can change your life, but we hope that, uh, you know, uh, it's going to be an amazing experience. We will certainly uh, get in touch. Okay, David, we'll finish off. With yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, so yeah, we hope that, you know, we'll, we'll definitely get in touch with Tammy. Um, but yeah, guys, I, I suppose it's been a bit of a nuts one today. So many questions uh, have obviously come in. And we hope you enjoyed it. Dave, are you, are you in earshot? shot? you back? Yeah, mate, I'm back. Yeah, I'm loving it. Back. Wow, awesome. Okay, well, look. It's been amazing. So many people on the lives that we, we hope that you've enjoyed being part of this experience. Obviously, if you haven't won um, over the next hour or so, do check your, your little uh, email inbox. There might be something for you. Um, and obviously, if you're part of the community, you know, um, this isn't the only live we ever do. We do one every week, every Tuesday, um, except on birthdays. <laughs> um, uh, with this, we're here answering your questions because we want to help you get prepared. Um, you know, little stories like uh, what Rachel said there about 11-year-old son really... I mean, that's why I started the company and that's why we do what we do every day is to, yeah, to help people, you know, um, affect their lives in a positive way. Um, yep. If we can do that, then fantastic. Uh, but right, Dave, final thoughts, mate? Um, no, honestly, I really love this one. I think having a week yeah. off and coming back has really, um, yeah, blew my mind. Every single one of you that's joined yeah. us and has, um, you know, contributed in any way with just a question a funny yeah. comment whether you've booked whether you're going whether it's been helpful honestly it really does make our day and um and andy is right you know this is every single day whether we're on camera or not we come in and we grind away on this keyboard just to get people like all of you out there so you can come back and share your experiences and we can have fun and really you know change change uh, change people's lives yeah and um I can't wait. And Tammy, get in touch. I haven't seen your name pop up yet. So is Dave crying? Uh, no, no, he's okay. He's all right. He's he's he's, he's just about hanging on. Hang on a minute. Um, so is that, is that, no, they're dry. They're dry. <laughs> I, we're not we're not far away here. I know that Rachel comment really uh, has, has got to us. I think, hasn't it, Dave? No, Maybe I just we'll, I love we'll... it. I love it because it was because I, I think it was a culmination. I haven't done tracks for a while. I was talking yeah. to Rachel and her group for a while as well. And then I, when I called her, she said that like not only did her boy like love it, that it's changed his life, and now he wants to do even more. And I think to myself, look at that, he's 11, all the world ahead of him. Wow. Do you know what's amazing? It's all happening at once. I'm getting pictures from a nuge now um, of like ever trekkers in the high really? layer. Really? Oh, man, because these are our first at base camp since. Right, I'm okay, gonna I'm gonna even do a little sneak preview of what on, I get. Let's have a little look, Dave. So look, oh, these are the pictures that I get. You see, oh, there we go. look, seen them yet. look awesome. at those skies. Seriously, that's um... Everest in the background there. Yep. So are these three big three passes, guys? Yeah, that's that's yeah. your lake behind. Yeah, so that's Everest there. Amazing. It looks smaller than this one, but it's further away. You've all seen Father Ted, right? <laughs> But yeah, amazing, amazing. Awesome. Left. What pictures? They want to see the other ones. Uh, oh yeah, there's more. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. So what we'll do? I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. Leave me expect. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. we're gonna yeah, see these at the same I, time. I, I got to be careful here because uh, I got to make sure. Oh no, they're just other ones that he's um. Oh, okay, the other cool. day, yes, we've already posted these, but yeah, you guys can yeah. see them. Yeah, oh, these well are coming through. Look, look <laughs> at that. Look at here's Amad. Here's Amad. Here's Amad Blam. Beautiful. Um, so November. Here's guys. Amazing. Look at that. That's um, Amadablam again. Good photos, aren't they? 
Yeah, call it. And here's the main man himself. There's a new. <laughs> um, He's ahead of us over in um, over in in, in Canada. Aloft, Bri Bri. Um, you'll remember that we actually spoke yeah. to the um, the manager of Aloft, and believe it or not, Brian, she remembered yeah. you. Um, yeah. <laughs> they're still struggling to Rita. reach up the bar. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, look, I think that's amazing, guys. It's been a really special one today. Um, yeah, thanks for being a part of it. And we'll, um, yeah, literally see you next Tuesday. Yep. Take it easy, guys. Bye. Thank you guys. Awesome. So I hope you enjoyed the uh, another episode of the Mount Malarkey podcast. Um, yeah, that was something a little bit different, wasn't it, from the Tuesday tune in? But I hope yeah. you enjoyed it. I must say, you were brilliant on that episode, Ant. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, mate. Thanks. Now, if, uh, if you've enjoyed it, don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast. Um, you know, all these uh, podcasts we put together, the episodes, trying to reach as many people as possible. And if it's helped you, leave us a lovely review. Um, and yeah, we'll see you again next week. Yeah, all the best, guys. Bye. Thank you.